Hey. Hey, uh, today is Tuesday, and we're here with Liz Schmidt, who is awesome. We've been sitting here chatting for way too long, actually. <laughs> and uh, this is the, did I say seventh? I mean, the number seven? This is the seventh episode of the Child, Re safe, child Safety Resource already, which is kind of impressive. Um, Liz is with Waters Smart Palm Beach County, and she, which is through the YMCA, and she's a water safety advocate, especially for this area, and she's doing really amazing work on par with a lot of the national giant prevention organizations, which is exciting, uh, even though she's only right here, which is really cool. And uh, it's rare to have someone local, so I was excited to have Liz. So hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. Yeah, it's like we weren't just sitting here chatting for a second. I know, right? Right, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, I, I wanted to start with your, you know, your kind of your origin story. Yeah. Where you came from, the path that led you to the, to, with the glamour that you, you now have. To, to life on the water. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. So um, my tale starts, right. um, I grew up on the water. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up actually in Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes. Okay. And um, I grew up on Lake Minnetonka, okay. which some people may be familiar like with. If, yep, Prince. <laughs> yep, Prince was one of my neighbors, That's, basically, really? practically. Okay. Not really, but. but right, it's the same, same town. Same, same. Say that. same, yeah. same. We drove past Paisley Park like it was kind of another house. Okay. So Is was, that where he lived? Cool. Yeah, Paisley Park gotcha. in Chanhassen, Minnesota. Nice. And so um, everybody knew that when the dome was lit up purple, that that meant that he was recording. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's it was I, just, I Prince was just kind of a part of our kind of growing up. So it's, you know, interesting living here now after his death and people, especially, you know, younger adults mm -hmm. learning about who Prince is. And we always kind of grew up with songs on the radio locally. Right. Just him kind of around. So. I, I only know of Lake Minnetonka from... Like the Prince song. Prince, right? right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so I grew up on the lake there, and um, I was a, um, a boater and a swimmer, and mm -hmm. I started teaching swimming lessons when I was 14 as a water safety aide. Nice. My mom needed something for my sister and I to do, so she <laughs> sent us off to the local pool to uh, do that for the summer, and so I've been teaching swimming lessons for a very long time. Um, to, to adults and kids? Adults and kids, right. yep, yep. I mean, little babies all the way on up to adults. Right on. And, um, my family is also just integrated into the water safety world. Um, my dad was the deputy water patrol on the Lake Minnetonka, so okay. I grew up knowing that I had to be safe and all of that. Um, in addition, um, he I ran I just noticed your, your anchor earrings, by yes, the way. Those yes, yes. Cool. I'm full of nauticals and- Just everywhere? Everywhere, everywhere nice. on me, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I just grew up with that water safety background and um, was fortunate enough to be a boater, boated on Lake Superior, all over the Great Lakes, Mississippi, down here in Florida. Um, I'm also a scuba diver, and so water is just kind of my world. And so I'm so fortunate to be with the YMCA and, and promoting water safety as my full-time job. Nice. So you said your, your mom was involved somehow too? Um, well, no, my mom, she's a nurse, okay. so, but it, it connects. you know, it all connects. Well, sure. all boating safety all together. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so boating and then the swimming lessons, those were the kind of the first. Yeah. Time. Yeah. And then my, my, probably the biggest impact I've had, especially, um, as an adult, I'm looking back on is my dad ran a foundation called the Trident Foundation that did search and recovery of drowning victims throughout oh, wow. the U.S. So, um, him and his team, um, which is based out of Fort Collins, Colorado, would travel all around the United States doing different missions for search and recovery of drowning victims. So we were always flooded with stories in my family, in our household, of the different missions he was working and the different people he was looking for. Um, and so that kind of really instilled a level of respect on the water is because we knew that this could happen to anybody. And while we are going to enjoy the water, we're also going to be safe and respected. That's awesome. Yeah. My, uh, my mom did something similar, actually, and I hadn't thought about this a long time. She did um, cave diving rescue. Oh, wow. So she was part That's of like intense. a scuba diving club. Yeah. 
and I guess they didn't have local resources. So if someone died in a cave, cave diving, uh, because they usually people would overestimate how much air they had left, essentially, mm-hmm. um, or they'd get stuck by you know if a little rock breaks, you have a small hole. Uh, water pressure can pin someone up against the, a wall. So they would send her to go literally to get the bodies out of the caves. Wow. And, which she said was super creepy and weird. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I had these stories growing up of her, like, you know, going into, you know, underwater caves and finding these people and yeah. yanking them out. And yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. It does instill a certain respect for water when you see all the different ways it can hurt you. It does. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and how, how strong and powerful it is. So how did you end up with the YMCA and then doing... Yeah, so I um, have kind of always been a Y kid is what we call it. So (laughs) I went to Y camp growing up. We were part of the Y. Um, I worked for the YMCA part time throughout uh, college. And so I always kind of knew that the Y was a a great organization, obviously very water safety focused and Mm -hmm. swim lesson focused. Um, And so when I saw this opportunity arise to to take on this position and um, it was newly formed within the YMCA to kind of start this countywide drowning prevention water safety effort. So they were already looking for this and and you latched on to it then? Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I kind of figured because that's backwards. I, I thought you would probably already work there Mm-mm. and then just and then you championed it and held the banner. But it's cool they already had gone in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. had already um, the board members had already decided that this was an initiative that the Y wanted to take on. They saw that drownings in Palm Beach County were some amongst the highest in the nation mm-hmm. and that the Y was really well positioned to somehow work with the community to fix that. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's kind of where I sought out the position and, and was able to come on board and really take it to what it is today. And so part of that was starting Water Smart Palm Beach County, which mm-hmm. is our countywide task force on drowning prevention and bringing together a whole group of people, whether it's from the local governments to the cities to uh, private industry to other YMCAs, all of all facets of water safety um, and boating safety, beach safety, bringing them together and saying, okay, here's our problem. People are drowning. They're drowning in lots of different ways. Lots of different ages of people are. How can we work together to fix it? And what's kind of neat about it is that if you didn't know it was YMCA, you wouldn't know. Like they don't um, smother it with their branding. Um, I mean, they could Yeah. and that'd be fine, but they don't seem to be interested in that. Yeah. I mean, it's really about connecting the community together. And Mm -hmm. so that was actually really purposeful when we created the logo and when we of work within the water smart realm mm-hmm. um, is that this is water smart it's a team effort and no one agency can accomplish this issue especially here in palm beach county but i mean nationwide but no one agency no one person can do it and so that's why under the umbrella water smart anybody can use that as long as they're part of the coalition um, anybody can you know go out and talk about water smart and as a member and be a part of it and so that was really important to me and to the ymca is saying okay we need to bring our community together not be so focused on you know are you a government non-government private industry we can all work together to make this happen and how long have you been doing it so we've been doing this about four years okay yeah and before this what did you do um before this i was with the american red cross okay um and so i started um as a um assistant station manager in Fort Hood, Texas. And so I was sent um, to Texas to do emergency communication messaging. So I would work with soldiers' families back home. Mm -hmm. Um, If they had a family emergency here stateside, I would work with that soldier's command unit over in Bagram, Afghanistan mainly, um, and work to get that soldier sent home for leave. So yeah, so we were really helping to 
connect families and making sure, you know, a lot of it's, you know, fathers and a lot of uh, kind of head of households were ones that were, you know, being sent overseas. And so we were making sure that they could come back and take care of whatever issues they had here at home. Absolutely. Yeah. So I did that for um, a little over a year. And then um, I came over here to Florida and I worked for the Red Cross in disaster relief in Broward County. Gotcha. And so I ran a, a volunteer team of disaster action team and we responded to local emergencies in the community, mainly house fires. Um, so volunteers would go out and um, work with the local government, work with the house owner, the homeowner, the uh, renter, um, making sure that they had you know, their immediate needs met, food, clothing, shelter, um, right after that disaster. So mostly everything has been nonprofit, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's cool. And yeah. did you go to school for anything close to this? Uh, nope. No? Okay. <laughs> um, I went to the University of Minnesota, Duluth, okay. um, up in northern Minnesota for environmental studies um, as well as communication. So okay. the communication piece comes Maybe. in yeah. a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. But not the environmental studies piece. No, yeah. no. But it's okay. I had a great time in college. That worked. Did a lots of camping trips and, and had a good time. So, awesome. Yeah. So Water Smart Palm Beach County has been around, you said, for four years. Mm -hmm. And what are some highlights of things that you've done so far that you're excited about? Definitely. We are really working together to connect our community. I think one of the best things that have come out from Water Smart is we are all working together to get kids more swim lessons. So mm -hmm. prior to Water Smart starting, um, countywide we were serving um, a little under 1,000 kids okay. in free swimming lessons. Um, fast forward four years today, we're mm -hmm. serving about 10,000 kids wow. through WaterSmart. So that would be so whether... So when you say serving kids, what does that mean? We're providing them with swim lessons. Okay. So we're providing those kids with free or reduced cost swim lessons at our local pools. So mm -hmm. that could be county, city, or YMCA. Um, and we've really kind of taken each individual efforts and pooled them together. One of the... Um, great things that have come out of this is why staff actually going to the pools to help with those lessons. So okay. one of the things we all know about, especially in the aquatics world, is we have a, a employment shortage mm -hmm. of qualified swimming instructors and lifeguards. Um, so what I do is part of my con contribution to WaterSmart is I have staff. Okay. So I bring my lifeguards and my swim instructors out to facilities that need it, and we provide swim lessons. So um, the greatest probably adventure that has come out of that has been that we're able to serve children together. So we have some of the city staff and some of the YMCA staff working together to make sure that a summer camp gets served swim lessons. And so right alongside each other when they're in the water, you can't tell because everyone's just learning how to swim. So that's been really great. So instead of either not serving a, a group saying we don't have staff at all to do it or saying, well, we can only serve, you know, one portion of your group with the Y staff coming in and helping, we're able to serve all of all of the groups. That's that really cool it. because yeah. the city would be limited to only a certain number of people by because by resources or by demographics. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. So we've been able to do that. So we're we're working over in in over seventeen pools throughout Palm Beach County, um, being able to provide swim lessons to those kids. That's really cool. Yeah. And so if someone wanted to get free swim lessons, what would they do? Um, so the best way to get swim lessons is to contact the Drowning Prevention Coalition. Okay. Um, they do offer the vouchers. Um, the programs that the YMCA offers for swim lessons is all in groups. So advocate that their group, um, whether it's their summer camp, their child's preschool, um, their child's Girl Scout, Boy Scout troop, um, advocate that those kids should get swim lessons. Um, and then they can contact me at ymcawaterwise.org and we can work with them to get swimming lessons to them in their group. So not only do they have to, um, they don't have to come to the Y, we can go out to them okay. um, to be able to provide those lessons. So it's being okay. able to break down any barriers of transportation or anything like that and saying, we'll come to you and do those lessons. That's really cool. 
So the Drowning Prevention Coalition of Palm Beach County does individual lessons? Yeah, so they do, um, which, what happens is, is you um, go online and you um, fill in some information and they'll, uh, if you qualify, you receive a voucher in the mail. And um, that allows you to go to pools throughout Palm Beach County to redeem that. It's like a coupon. Okay. You can redeem that for free swimming lessons. Gotcha. So you can redeem those at the county pools. So most of the cities in Palm Beach County um, offer those, and then the YMCA's as well in the in Palm Beach do offer those. So um, by going to their website, um, Drought and Prevention Coalition, you'll be able to see the list of facilities and apply for a voucher there. And is the qualification income based? It is income based. Yeah. So it's mainly um, if your child is on free or reduced lunch. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of the blanket, but um, they're on the website. They'll kind of talk you through what you have to provide to them. All right. And that's, I'm sure it's, if you just Google Drowning Prevention Coalition of Palm Beach County. Yeah, there it's, it. you know, government address. It's super long. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just Google that and, and it'll pop it right up. You'll, you'll first thing. It. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so what was, I asked you before, kind of what was the last um, or some of the most recent yeah. cool events you did? I know you said yesterday you met with um, Congresswoman Lois Frankel. Yes, right? yes. That was a great meeting. Um, Congresswoman hosted a water safety roundtable at Viking Yachts up mm -hmm. in Riviera Beach, um, bringing together boating safety and water safety advocates uh, from around the county to kind of talk about it. It was mainly geared towards the boating safety industry. Mm -hmm. And um, for those of you that don't know, there are over 900,000 boats registered in the state of Florida. I did not know that. And the boating industry is a $39 billion industry. Wow here in the state of Florida. It is huge. Just in Florida. Just in Florida. That's insane. Yeah. Um, the average boat that's registered in the state is 18 to 25 feet. So it's that kind of smaller mm -hmm. family size boat. So we know that a lot of families are taking advantage of boating, which is awesome because Florida is perfect. We have boating 365 days a year. Right. It's perfect weather for it. But we want to make sure that these families are safe. Mm -hmm. um, so bringing this group together is really saying, how can we educate them that they need life jackets, they need proper fitting life jackets, they need proper equipment, they need safe vessels that they're operating, and they need to know the rules of the road. So it's really bringing that group together, and it was really great for the congresswoman to bring us all together to start talking about that and specifically within the boating realm. Gotcha. Yeah. So what should people know if they're going to go out boating? Yeah, so if you're going out, um, especially, you know, over the next couple of weeks mm -hmm. and, and into the summer as we start getting ready, is making sure that you, A, have a life jacket properly fitting for everyone on board. That is not only the law, it's just common sense. Um, children under the age of 10 are required to wear a life jacket, um, but really children of, you know, all ages and all adults should be wearing a life jacket when they're on the boat, um, but making sure that they're properly fitting and um, also file a float plan. Um, that can be as simple as sending a text message to somebody on shore saying, hey, we're, we're gonna go out, we're gonna go to um, you know, this sandbar, we're expected to be back about six o'clock, um, we'll text you when we get in. And just setting, telling somebody this is where I'm going. Also, cell phones don't always work out in the ocean, so if you're gonna go out fishing, um, once you get to be um, you know, two, three miles out, those cell phones are not gonna work as well. And so using, relying on that as your only form of communication, you could get yourself into trouble. So having a VHF radio on your boat is really important. Um, and then if you are gonna go out for far into um, out fishing, is having an EPIRB or a personal location device um, and making sure that you register those as well with NOAA so that if something does happen, you will be able to get rescued. So I heard a stat once that, you know, of the number of uh, people that drown on open water, um, the number of them with life jackets was super small. Mm -hmm. Do you know that data? Yeah, I mean, it's like 85% of those who drowned were not wearing a life jacket on a boat, so mm -hmm. it's pretty high. Um, so, you know, most most best thing to do is to always wear it, but always make sure that you have it with you. Um, and really 
having one that you're comfortable with. There's so many different types of options for life jackets out there. So there's the traditional vest kind, which a lot of people don't like, especially here in Florida because they're hot. Right. Um, but the inflatables are really great. Um, and the prices have come down a lot mm -hmm. um, on those. I know when they first were kind of introduced into the boating community, they were running about 200 to $500. Um, and now you can find some really good ones that um, you know are going to run you $100 or less. Um, and so those are light. They're, you know, you're not going to be as sweaty wearing them. Um, they're you can move around with. They also have options that are like a fanny pack. So you wear it around your waist and um, if you were to fall in, it'll inflate and then you pop the life jacket over your head. That's cool. um, so there's lots of different options out there for people. Um, and then the kids' life jackets are getting easier. I was um, gonna say, I know people have a hard time with the kid life jackets because they're, they're big, they're clunky. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when kids hit the water with them, they tend to tilt forward, Yep. which is not good, obviously. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and so the really just like the research and the product development in life jackets have come so far, sure. even in the past 10 years. Hmm. Um, so kids' life jackets are becoming lighter. They're becoming less bulky. Um, the style of life jacket that actually goes up your arm and clasps around um, your torso for children, those are actually Coast Guard approved. Right. Um, so making sure that you check to make sure that the one you purchase is Coast Guard approved, but actually those are fine. Um, and lots of families are saying that those are a lot easier for kids. They're easier for swimming. They're easier for, you know, you're not as hot wearing those and things like that. Well, I've heard some debate on that because I've seen people say that those are similar to like puddle jumpers and floaties. Um, but you know, if they're Coast Guard approved. Yeah, like yeah, so that's, you wanna make sure that they are Coast Guard approved, and the reason why that is, is when you fall off a boat or if you have an incident, um, sometimes hitting the water is as hard as hitting concrete. Right. And so part of part of what that Coast Guard approved stamp shows is that when you fall in, that life jacket's gonna be able to protect you. Okay. Um, also the strapping and the webbing that's actually clipping you in has been certified to be strong. It's not gonna come apart, um, and the flotation is not going to clog with water and things like that. So you wanna make sure that you are getting one that's approved. Most life jackets um, that you buy at Target, Walmart, West Marine are gonna have that stamp, um, but just double checking, and it's pretty prevalent on the inside of the life jacket. Perfect. Um, so besides boating safety, so I know you said before the meeting um, you had another event you just did. Yeah, so the YMCA, we hosted our annual Splash Bash, um, which is our free swimming lesson. So I once gonna a get year. It wrong. I was Splash something. <laughs> I was for sure going to get it wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know, all those, little, all those little names for things. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we hosted um, some families at our YMCA. Around 200 families came to our YMCA for mm -hmm. a week of free swimming lessons. And this is really us opening up the Ys to our community and saying it's almost spring. It's almost time to start talking about and thinking about water safety come into our lives, test out some swimming lessons for a week, and um, you know, get, get yourself ready for the summer. So it's a really great event. We're really happy to be able to do this for our community, and we look forward to continuing to do more splash bashes as the years continue. That's cool. Yeah. So what when you do swimming lessons, what are the age ranges? So the YMCA, we teach as young as six months of age. Mm -hmm. um, that's parent-child, so the parents are actually in the water. And what I tell people is that class is actually for the parents, not as much as for the kids. Okay. So it's the actual the parent getting in the water with the kid, learning how to hold them, learning how to teach them how to blow bubbles, and the parents actually getting comfortable with being in the water with their child, knowing how to submerge their child safely, and then also a lot about rules. So teaching them how to teach their kids how to properly enter the water, how to wait for the parents before they get in the water, and things like that. They're, they're really beneficial. It's also really great for parent-child bonding, um, being able to do some of those activities. For the kids, we teach them the you know, back floats and the starting of the paddling, but it's a lot to teach those parents how to start instilling those skills into their children. Um, and then as you move up the age range, starting at three, um, is when we actually do our preschool level classes. And those are classes where kids are 
in the water, parents are on the side, and that's where we're actually starting to teach those skills. The YMCA, we recently relaunched our curriculum. Um, so for those of you who remember YMCA, we had all the fish names and there was Pike Eel Ray and all this stuff. So we've actually gotten rid of those fish names. Um, we have it's six stages that children can go through. Um, and three of them are kind of the main three stages that we want kids to be safer around water with. Um, and so what children are learning is basically um, flip. Um, nope, sorry. What are they learning? They're learning um, <laughs> to jump, push, turn, grab. So if they fall in the water, they're learning the jump simulates a fall. Okay. Then um, they're learning to push off the bottom or turn around and grab the wall behind them. At what age does that start? And that they start that at three. Okay. So we, we start that right away. We will introduce it into our parent-child classes, um, but we, we actually have them start doing it independently at the age of three. Um, and then the other one that we teach them is swim, float, swim. Um, and so we're basically teaching them to pedal on their front. If they get tired, roll on their back to rest. Mm -hmm and then flip back over to swim to get to safety. So when the YMCA nationally relaunched our swimming lesson curriculum, they really took a look at swimming drownings, swimming data from all around the country and found that a huge percentage of drownings were happening, A, under adult supervision, and B, within six to 10 feet of safety. And so we redesigned our curriculum to be most safe when children are in those two scenarios. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So what about uh, before three? I know you said the, um, the younger curriculum is mostly for, for parents to learn how to, you know, how to interact with their kids in the water, yep. which is massively important, obviously. Yeah. Um, I know that there's a few curriculums out there that focus on, you know, like infant swim rescue. Mm -hmm. um, is the Y the right place to go for that? So we do offer that program right. um, at our BOCO YMCA. So if families mm -hmm. are interested, um, they can come to our Y. And, you know, really when it comes to water safety, wanting to make sure that people pick a method that makes sense to them sure and so there's lots of different things and there's lots of different people will tell you lots of different things right. about there, there swim rescue versus there, progressive swim right versus the mercury cross versus there's versus baby, baby otter and yep all the different yeah. ones and what i tell parents is i say you know really do your research mm -hmm. look into the curriculums um and really talk to those different areas it's also you know kind of what your price point is mm -hmm. and what you're you know interested in spending um, do you want a swim instructor, you know, to come to your house or do you want to go somewhere? So it's really kind of looking at what's the best for you. Um, any type of water safety is better than none. Sure. Um, so making sure that parents really utilize what's most comfortable to them. Awesome. So what events do you have coming up in the future? So, so we're Water Safety Month right now. Water Safety Month is right now. Yeah. So this is the best time to get enrolled in swim lessons, making sure that your pool is safe and ready for the summer, uh, making sure that you have all the proper equipment if you're going to go out boating this summer. So this is really the time to kind of take a look at are you ready um, for the summer. Um, we at the YMCA are getting ready for our summer programming. So um, with the uh, community outreach programming, we host um, or host, we um, provide some lessons for about 2,000 kids through the summer. So my staff are all getting ready to go out into the community pools and provide those swim lessons. Um, so we're working with lots of different groups throughout Palm Beach County to be able to provide those lessons. You're going to run out of kids. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't, I don't know how many there are, but you're, you're burning through we're them. Get, we're getting through them, right? Yeah. yeah, no, it's great. And with the program being around for a few years now, um, with a lot of our summer camp groups, we're now to the point where we've gotten the whole camp through. So now we're just focusing on, you know, every – you know, first grader or every five, six year old or something like that. So it's really great. This is becoming a legacy at those programs sure. where 
part of attending a summer camp, you're getting swim lessons. Um, or, you know, being in that preschool, um, that's happening actually at Florence Fuller um, in Boca in South Palm Beach County, is we've been doing swimming lessons with them so much that it's just integrated in part of their school. And every child that goes to their school is getting swimming lessons, they're leaving safer, their families are getting educated, and that wasn't happening before. So, um, yeah, so we're gearing up for that. We're working with the Children's Services Council on the Summer Safety Series pool parties. Um, so we'll have more information about that, but those are happening in July. Um, that's happening out in Belle Glade and then here locally in Lake Lytle. And um, we open up the pools to the communities and bringing them in. And it's an afternoon to enjoy being in the water, being at the pool, and picking up some great safety information um, for not only water safety, but um, we also focus on bike safety and other things like that at those events. So we're getting ready for those to, to happen as well. So lots of, ex lots of exciting stuff this summer. Yeah, it's, it's a jam-packed schedule. Yes, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So uh, what are some things that you'd want uh, specifically parents to know about water safety going forward for the rest of the summer? Yeah, definitely. Um, making sure that they talk to their kids about water safety. I think that is that is such a great step um, mm -hmm. is what are the rules? You know, do you have, do you have a pool in your backyard or if you have a, a canal or a drainage pond or something like that, what are the rules around that? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I grew uh, growing up, I grew up on a lake and um, my whole life and we had a bench and the rule was is you couldn't go past the bench without your life jacket on you could go past the bench but you had your life jacket on right. and that was the rule and if you 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 know didn't follow that rule then there were consequences for that mm -hmm. and so i've really kind of looked back on that in my own childhood and thought that was a really great rule and that bench was you know probably a good 12 feet back from the water and so um it, it really did stop us um and if we wanted to go on the dock um, we went and put our life jackets on and then we were free to go go on the dock. So really instilling what are those rules in your family, checking to make sure that... Um, and, and, you know, we have a, a pool safety guide and part of the guide actually says that <laughs> um, when it comes to water safety and pool safety, that you really need to be hardcore, even if that's yeah. not your personality, even if that's not you know, how you normally parent, that because this is such an extreme, literally life and death issue, that on this one topic... You, you really need to be, you know, almost se severe in your parenting. Yeah. You know, there needs to be really hard and fast rules and they need to be followed because the consequences are traumatic. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, you know, most kids with water, especially it's always seen as such a fun activity. And so setting those rules and those boundaries isn't going to prevent it from being fun. Right. Um, it's still fun. Sure. Um, and I, I'm definitely a product of that. I grew up with lots of very strict strict rules around water safety mm -hmm. um but i still grew up loving it and, and now doing it professionally so um, i definitely agree with that so it's really setting those rules um and then there's simple things you can do around your home you can install um the uh, alarms right. so you know those you can pick up anywhere um walmart target home depot, home depot lowe's yeah. wherever um about seven to fourteen dollars and um you know putting those up um, on your you know back doors windows and things like that if you you know have water in your backyard um, making sure that you do that and then getting a life jacket for your kid. So if you're going to go to a pool party in the summer, um, putting them in a life jacket when they're swimming around is just a really great way to make sure that they're going to be safer. One of the main causes that we see is parents not watching their kids around water. So they really need to watch their kids around water. Um, and it's not just, you know, you and I are having a conversation and let's say there was a kids in front of us swimming, but we really need to have our eyes on those kids. Mm -hmm. And um, drowning is so quick and it's so silent um, that parents really need to, to know that. And um, so we talk about uh, having a water watcher. And so designating a person, um, and it can be a rotating person throughout the, the party. Yeah, I usually say one every 10, 15 minutes. Yep, like yep, exactly. And um, just designating that person and their job is to sit on the poolside and just watch those kids almost like a lifeguard would. Mm -hmm. um, and, and really doing that to make sure they're safe and then rotating that throughout so that the adults get the time to socialize, the kids get the time to play in the water, and then everyone's kind of being happy and safe. Right.
Well, it's good for socialization and also um, your eyes burn out. I think even yeah. professional lifeguards can only do it for 30 minutes or so mm-hmm. before they get relieved. Yep. And that's because you can only stare at the water for so, so long, long before you stop paying attention. Definitely. You know? Definitely. So, you know, if a lifeguard can only do it for a half hour, a, a, a regular normal citizen, you know, probably 10, 15 minutes yeah. before yeah. it burns out. Definitely. Uh, pool fences, obviously. Yes. Very screen all over the pool. Yes. Right? And then um, alarms in the pool, you know, also, yep. even though those have issues. Yeah, but, but there, you know, the technology is improving. I think better, we're, we're yeah. really in the time where um, technology is just improving over and over and over. So taking a look at products that maybe weren't very um, well established, you know, mm-hmm. even three or four years ago, it's getting a lot better. So, you know, that's why I just say do your research, take a look and see what's best for your family and have a backup. So some type three layers of protection. Right. So, you know, have that door alarm, have that pool fence, and then have that pool alarm so mm-hmm. that if any of those layers were to break down, then there's you've got backups for that redundancy. Yeah. The law in California actually um, gives yeah. you like five or seven options, and you get you have to pick two. Yeah, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, you know because it reinforces the literature protection mentality. Definitely. If we could get that adopted out here, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, I think we talked once about the, the law changed that where floating alarms are now should be uh, you know exclusively used. Yeah. Um, which is terrifying to me. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. 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 Um, if we could get it back to how it was. We get the, the Florida law back to how it was in 2001 when it was a self-closing gate, um, either hardwired alarms and mm-hmm. all the doors and windows. I think we'd be we'd be better off. A little bit better yeah. off, yeah. I'm, I'm nervous right now that someone's going to get a floating pool alarm. I think that's all they need, and, and something's going to happen. You know. Yeah. I, I think we're scary. you know we're we're treading close yeah, to there being a problem. To the edge. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's, it's on the edge. Um, awesome. Was well, there anything else you want to let people know about Water Smart Poppies County? Anything you guys, anything you want to plug in particular? I mean, if, you know, we're always looking for, for great members. If mm-hmm. you're working within child safety, water safety in Palm Beach County, we'd love to have you a part of our meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, we meet every fourth Tuesday at the Children's Services Council at 930. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd love to have you a part of what we're working on. I should um, more of those. You should. Yes, yeah. Should. Yeah, yeah, you should. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> Start yeah. seeing what we're doing, you know, working on our events, working together, um, and, and really looking to, to go do some of that legislation and, and move that up. So it's, That's awesome. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me today. Absolutely. This is great. Love, yeah. love talking about what I do, if you can't tell. Right. <laughs> I mean, you do a cool thing. Yeah, it's you're fun. For, you're fortunate that you get to do something awesome. Me too. Yeah, I'm so lucky. I, I love my job. I love what I do. Working with the YMCA is, is great, and um, they've really given given me the opportunity to grow this department to, to be what it is, and it, it's been it's a fun ride. Very cool. Yeah. Thanks, Liz. Thank you. All right. We good? All right. See you guys later. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Easy peasy. Thank